This podcast is brought to you by Saturn, the company that's rethinking everything. WTTM 163. You're listening to the Window to the Magic. .com podcast brought to you by windowtothemagic.com surround yourself with the magic hello and welcome to a window to the magic my name is john and this week i will be your guide through the wonderful world of disney sound experiences This show is a weekly trip into the world of the Disney theme parks and resorts, and this is the place where you get to use your ears to surround yourself with the magic. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to a Dream Team episode of A Window to the Magic. As we begin, I would like to thank Jenna from the Main Street Travel Company for continuing to sponsor the show. The next time you plan a vacation, call Jenna at 1-800-593-1262 and let her save you time and money and be sure to tell her Window to the Magic sent you. Greetings and welcome to In Fenetra a la Magie. For those of you who might be French challenged, that's French for A Window to the Magic. Okay, I'm sure that you all realize that I'm not Paul, I'm not Patrick, I'm not Mouseketeer Greg, I'm not Brian Summer, and I'm not Jonathan Dichter, or any other podcaster that you've heard before. If you channel surf the Disney podcast dial, assuming that you've ever heard of a thing called a radio that had a dial, you potentially may have heard me as an interviewee on Mouse Guest Weekly some time back. Well, like the rest of you, I'm a Disney enthusiast, and have always had an affinity for Disney audio. I was first introduced to La Magie, that's magic in English, but I'm getting ahead of myself. That is the Disney parks on my honeymoon back in 1986 with a trip to Disney World. A quick reckoning tells you that it was still just the Magic Kingdom and Epcot, okay, Epcot Center back then. I became hooked on all things Disney over time and began to visit more frequently though not attaining the status of a Disney geek or Disney file. Still, I have a passion for Disney that eventually spread to Disneyland in 1998 and a second trip in 2006. Luckily, my wife and partner also loves things Disney, especially the parks. And in case I don't acknowledge her later, I want to say how much I appreciate her support in all things that I do, including this a first attempt of mine at a podcast. So fast forward to 2008 and to a big event in my Disney life that is the basis for my chance to share something with you here today. This April my wife and I took the plunge and visited Paris of course including a trip to Disneyland Paris. Thanks to Paul and a window to the magic I have the opportunity to share some of that experience with all of you. I hope that this trip gives you a better understanding of the two parks and allows you to experience at least part of them for yourselves. In traditional window to the magic fashion, I plan to do that with sound bites, music, and partial ride-through sounds from the park. Some of the sounds were captured by me and some are canned audio, but I want to say a special thank you to Skipper Ben of Inside the Magic for allowing me to include clips from his Disneyland Paris DVD set. If you have a desire to see comprehensive video of the Disneyland Paris parks, please contact Skipper Ben at benthaskipper at aol.com for details. Okay, enough with a blather. Let's get started. You'll still hear me talking, but I'll include music in the background and intersperse sound and ride clips as often as I can. If you want to hear more discussion about my experience in the parks and the resorts, please listen to episode number 147 of Mouse Guest Weekly. As you face the parks, the Disney Studios is on the left, and the Disneyland Park is on the right, with the Disney Village behind you. Let's go to the right and experience Disneyland. To enter Disneyland, you actually go directly under the Disneyland Hotel, a bright 
pinkish Victorian style beauty. It's actually overhead as you go through the turnstiles. After passing through the turnstiles, you enter a small courtyard before passing under the Disneyland Railroad Main Street Station to enter Town Square. Although it's different, you immediately get that Disneyland feel as you walk from Town Square onto Main Street. It has some of the typical Main Street locations, such as an Emporium-style shop, Casey's Corner, Plaza Restaurant, ice cream and pastries, French style of course. It has two unique findings, including Waltz, an American restaurant, located upstairs, fancy and expensive and something else that was quite unique and that I fell in love with. On either side of Main Street, behind the shops and restaurants, are two arcades or passageways. They are both themed, one dedicated to the Statue of Liberty and one to the sense of discovering the future from the time period of the late 1800s. You can easily breeze up and down the walkways in relative quiet, duck in and out of the shops from the back or relax and sit at a cafe-style table. Ah, I wish I were there now. You know it's coming before you get to the end of Main Street, and you've probably already heard about it. The castle. The castle at Disneyland Paris is one of its most unique features. It's got a pink tint to it, has a long grassy slope up the left-hand side, with trees trimmed like cubes and a mystery in its dungeon. It's called Sleeping Beauty Castle like in Disneyland Anaheim, but that's where the similarities end. It's tall and very much medieval European looking. It has beautifully themed stained glass windows on the second floor with scenes from the Sleeping Beauty movie. But let's get to the dungeon. The dragon lurks in dimly lit caverns below the castle and can be reached from the front of the castle or through a gift shop in the castle. It alternates between snoring and growling and is quite a sight to see with its glowing eyes. It's a not to be missed sight. Okay, let's now take a sharp left into Frontierland. You can readily pick out the Phantom Manor from the Frontierland landscape and just as easily distinguish it from the Disneyland Anaheim and Disney World Haunted Mansions. Disneyland Paris's incarnation is reminiscent of the Adams Family House, or possibly the Bates House from Psycho. The queue is a simple rickety wooden walkway that ends on the front porch. You enter into an expected foyer, although Paris's version is in French. Don't worry, you'll catch some English in later sections. Vous, vous qui avez osé troubler la scène. 
As Disneyland and Disney World guests are already familiar, you'll then be led to a stretching room. Although the paintings on the wall are distinct in this park. Listen at the end and you should hear the French word sortie, which means exit, obviously referring to finding a way out. Notre visite commence ici, dans cette galerie, où vous pouvez admirer la douceur et l'innocence de la jeunesse. Hélas, les choses ne sont pas toujours ce qu'elles paraissent. Les murs de cette pièce, par exemple, ne sont pas to your doom buggy is a bit more themed here. The ride entry area is within a large parlor with a staircase that splits in two directions halfway up. It's a neat addition to the overall story and theming. Oh, pardon. Je ne voulais pas vous effrayer. Continuons la visite. Il y a encore beaucoup de choses à découvrir. Alors, gardez votre sang-froid et restez groupés. Je serais navré de vous perdre si tôt. En passant devant ces inestimables œuvres d'art, peut-être ressentez-vous comme une impression bizarre. N'ayez pas peur, ce n'est qu'une illusion d'optique. La vraie beauté de cette maison nous attend. After passing through halls with sounds of tapping on doors, which is no surprise, the ride comes to Madame Leota. Note the reference to the recurring theme of a bride at the end of her cantations. Of course, being on the other side of the pond doesn't mean that playful spooks won't interrupt your ride. 
Following the ballroom, we catch a view of the bride looking into a skull-shaped mirror and then work our way into a kind of underground graveyard with lots of skeletons. The French seem to have a thing for skeletons. Oh, and the Wild West. As you leave the graveyard, you enter a Wild West ghost town and then appear to be looking at the phantom manor itself on the horizon as if you were in a haunted frontier land. It's all wrapped up with a call to Rubenet, which is French for hurry back. Frontierland has other attractions similar to those in the U.S. parks, including Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It looks very similar to the ride in the U.S. attractions, so I'm just going to give it a brief nod here. However, it seems that visitors to Paris can't get enough of this attraction and all of Frontierland. It seems to be the most popular ride at Disneyland Paris, with the longest line, and guests seem to be enamored 
with the old Wild West theme of this classic land. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Other attractions in the area include a shooting gallery, the Thunder Mesa Riverboat, the Pocahontas Indian Village area for kids, and a Tarzan encounter show at the Chaparral Theater, complete with tumble monkeys. The size of Frontierland sort of squeezes out the room left for Adventureland. If you consider the entrance of the park to be at 6 o'clock on a clock, Frontierland takes up from about 6.30 for Phantom Manor behind Main Street up to about 9.30 where Adventureland starts. It continues to about 11.30 where it meets up with Fantasyland. The only attraction that I'd consider to be a premier attraction is Pirates of the Caribbean. This is another Disney Park classic that is true to its origin but different enough to make it new again for frequent Disney visitors. It has a rustic Spanish fort for a facade, but it doesn't look like Disneyland Anaheim or Disney World. This version doesn't have a movie makeover, so there's no Captain Jack, Davy Jones, or Captain Barbosa. So if you're nostalgic for the pre-blockbuster story, here's an experience for you. I personally like the overlays, but it's nice to have something different. If you're worried about long lines, try coming in the later afternoon when we experienced very short lines of five minutes. After winding through dimly lit hallways in the fort, you come to the loading platform to start the ride. As we get started, you pass the Blue Lagoon restaurant, where diners experience a tropical theme as compared to the Blue Bayou restaurant in California. The pricing of the meals is a bit steep, but I recommend the food and location if you get the opportunity. So let's go inside. After passing some stark scenes, including a sunken ship, your boat ascends a lengthy incline, which was a unique new experience. It has cascading water along the sides, and drops you off on the inside of Port Royal, where a pirate swings by overhead, and you encounter the hapless pirates caught in the jail cell of the burning fort. Meanwhile, off to the left, you can somewhat see the attacking wicked wench outside in the harbor.
After taking a drop, you see the Wicked Wench in full view as you enter into Port Royal to witness the more familiar scenes of the dunking of the mayor, the selling off of the brides, and other pirate mayhem. One thing that I found interesting was a sword fight between a pirate and a soldier or local citizen. Your boat continues through the town and past the serenading pirates and their trusty donkey, this time singing in a mixture of English and French. Of course, the town scenes ultimately end with the burning of the town. After another dip, you wind your way through some grotto treasure scenes, this time guarded by pirate skeletons in the cavern.
This podcast is brought to you by the 2008 Saturn View, the agile and responsive compact crossover that comes loaded with 137 standard safety features, and it offers an EPA-estimated 26 miles per gallon highway. Excessively smart, excessively well-equipped, and excessively well-priced. Rethink excess. Go to Saturn.com or test drive the view now at your local Saturn retailer. Saturn, the company that's rethinking everything. As I said, Pirates is the only headliner attraction here, at least in my opinion. There's an Indiana Jones in the Temple of Peril ride, but don't get your hopes up as it's no Temple of the Forbidden Eye. It's merely a small steel roller coaster that winds around some ruins. It's fun, but fleeting. There is an area with a couple of islands that contains the Swiss Family Heat Treehouse, or La Cabane de Robinson, and secret cove and hideouts with rope bridges and the like that lead up to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It's kind of fun and has lots of areas to explore. Which brings us to our next to the last land of Fantasyland. Fantasyland has that similar feel, drawing much from the original Disneyland, although it's laid out differently and has some of its own small twists. There's a Peter Pan's flight, Voyage of Pinocchio, Dumbo, Mad Hatter's Teacups, and Casey Jr. Circus Train. There's also a storybook land canal boats, or Les Pies des Contes de Fées. I did think the Storyland book ride was a little bit better than the one in California, since they've had some time to upgrade the scenes a little bit more and even include some characters. Oh, and an interesting variation on It's a Small World. The variation is in the use of color. The exterior is very much reminiscent of Disneyland California with the towers and clocks, but it's very colorful. In fact, the ride itself is very vivid in the use of color and not so toned down. Being a foreign park, there is more opportunity to include American characters and icons, including cowboys, farmers, the Statue of Liberty, the Hollywood sign, the Golden Gate Bridge, and both a boy and girl football player. Another familiar Fantasyland dark ride is Snow White, or Blanche Neige et les Sept Nains. It's mostly in French and very similar to the U.S. parks, but let's take a quick ride, because you really get that feel with the music and the, and the sounds, even though it's in French.
Something that you won't find in the original Disneyland is the Alice in Wonderland Labyrinth. It's a large hedge maze with lots of characters and sounds, and has a great view of Fantasyland and even some of Discoveryland from a tower near the back. Did I just mention Discoveryland? Well, we finally made it to the last land in the park, at least traveling clockwise. Discoveryland is the French version of Tomorrowland, and the name is a perfect fit. The land is themed in highly visible Jules Verne style that pervades the area. Speaking of Jules Verne, Disneyland Paris still has 20,000 leagues under the sea submarine. That's right, one submarine. And it's stationary. Oh well, it's not what some nostalgic submariners might wish for, but it's a nice diversion, especially if the rest of Discoveryland is crowded, which seems to be the, the case most of the time. You walk down through underground corridors until you reach the ship itself. It's a fairly static experience, although there are a few interactive goodies in the main cabin, including a giant squid attack. Discoveryland also contains Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast, Orbitron, which is a version of Astro Orbiters, Honey I Shrunk the Audience, and Autopia. There's a version of Star Tours where Captain Rex is French, but most of the radio communications are in English. C-3PO even makes a brief announcement in French at the end of the mission. There's also another mission lurking in Discoveryland. Space Mountain Mission 2. Even with the upgrade in Disneyland California, this is the most intense space mountain of the three that I've experienced. It too has the Jules Verne theming, and you can see the launch cannon, yes I said cannon, as in Jules Verne's from the Earth to the Moon, from the exterior. You ascend a lift inside the cannon, but then are catapulted near the top into the mountain. Inside it's very dark as you wrap and loop, dodging all sorts of celestial bodies. Oh, and the theme music on the inside is cool, too. My wife said that it jolted her around quite a bit, but what do you expect after getting fired from a cannon? Let's take a listen to a visitor who shall remain nameless, but who should be able to recognize themselves as they give us a sense of the experience.
Well, that brings us to the end of the tour. As you can see, Disneyland Paris has the feel of a Disneyland slash Magic Kingdom style park with its own unique stylings and features. The cast members are friendly and helpful as expected, and you can get by without knowing any French. From the Main Street arcades, to Sleeping Beauty Castle, to Phantom Manor, to Pirates, to Alice's Curious Labyrinth, to Space Mountain, there's plenty that's familiar, and plenty that's new and refreshing. Next time you find yourself in Marne-la-Vallée, just outside Paris, be sure to stop in. What? What's that? Oh, yeah! There is a second park at the Disneyland Paris Resort, the Walt Disney Studios Park. Well, there's not enough time to take a tour now, but I'll throw in the following bonus for its premier attraction, Crush's Coaster. The best way that I've found to describe it is to combine Nemo, Space Mountain, and Primeval Whirl from Animal Kingdom all together into one ride. Once again, let's experience it through the ride of a Disney fan. Okay, well that does truly bring us to an end. I want to again to thank Paul and the Window to the Magic family so much for this opportunity to share this experience with you. I also want to thank you, the listener, for taking me into your homes, cars, and earbuds to spend a little time with me. I hope that you've enjoyed the ride. Mesdames et messieurs, chers petits amis, Disneyland Paris va maintenant fermer ses portes. Nous espérons que vous avez passé une très agréable journée en notre compagnie et que nous aurons très bientôt le plaisir de vous revoir. Nous vous souhaitons un bon retour et une excellente fin de soirée. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland Paris has now ended its normal operating day. 
It is our sincere hope that you've enjoyed your stay and that you will return again soon to visit with us. Please have a safe journey home. Good night. Sehr geehrte Besucher, Disneyland Paris wird jetzt geschlossen. Wir hoffen, dass Sie bei uns einen angenehmen Tag verbracht haben und hoffen, Sie bald wieder bei uns begrüßen zu dürfen. Wir wünschen Ihnen eine gute Heimfahrt und einen schönen Abend. Thank you for listening to A Window to the Magic, as we enjoy four years of bringing you the best audio experiences from throughout the wonderful world of Disney. We appreciate your feedback, so be sure to email or call us soon. Email us at podcast at windowtothemagic.com. Call us at 206-984-9886. Join our discussion forums at wttmforums.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash wttm. Look for us on MySpace, Facebook, and on DizFriends at www. .disfriends.com Be sure to join us each week as we bring you the wonderful world of the Disney Sound experience. But for now, this has been A Window to the Magic, and we'll see you next time.